Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Yes, it is that time again, time for the Marriage Mentor Podcast. I'm Eric Engel. I'm here with my fantastically talented wife, Jolene, and we're going to talk about an email that we got recently, right? Yeah. So today's topic is when your spouse has sexual fantasies about someone else. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, here's her letter. Dear Jolene, we don't know where to turn. We have a very good marriage and love each other deeply. We enjoy one another's company and communicate very well probably better than most. And we are both strong believers and are active in our local church. So that all sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. For the past few years, we have struggled with my husband's fantasies during intimacy. He occasionally speaks of another woman's name during climaxes. And I know this woman. I know this is hard to believe, but I know this is a fantasy and not an affair. My husband is very remorseful after these episodes. This, of course, has affected my ability to respond to my husband. I am so afraid to have sex with him because I never know when this will happen. And I do not want a divorce, but I also do not want to live as though we are roommates either. It's not like we could talk to anyone we know about this. How would you advise us? What kind of counselor do we need and seek? So that's her situation. I love her perspective, okay? I, I got to give props to the wife. Uh, what What is her perspective? Well, okay, so I love what she said when she says she, okay, she's adamant that she doesn't want a divorce. Right. And, but yet she doesn't want to live like roommates either because it's just like, I mean, this man has obviously degraded the marriage bed and her by his outbursts, okay? Right. So I I don't know that I would have been nearly as gracious as this woman, but you know, maybe maybe she she had some self-control when she was writing the letter, but my letter would not have sounded like her letter. I understand. Well, I I originally thought it was someone that he had had a relationship with in the past, but it doesn't say that. No. It uh, just says that she knows this woman. She knows this woman, okay? And you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be harsh to this guy, but I do. I, I, I will probably <laughs> end up being harsh. It's just like, give me a break, okay? Control yourself, right? Okay, because you know the the heart is desperately wicked, and many times we can't necessarily control our thoughts. You know, I mean, a thought comes into your head. I mean. Okay, that's one thing, but to to actually act out on that or to say it out loud and that sort of thing, I mean, that just destroys the whole relationship. Absolutely. Right there. I mean, it's like he, I, I don't know the name of this woman, but let's call her Pebbles. It's like he has invited Pebbles into the bed. Well, he, he's having sex with her and not his wife. Right, right. Okay? Now... In spite, in spite of that, okay. I mean, yes, he should he should be in prayer and 
and such to eliminate that from his mind. But if it does come into his mind, keep your stinking mouth shut. I mean, well, he's given so much, given into so much temptation, given into so much lust that he isn't taking every thought captive like the Bible talks about. He isn't. He isn't loving his wife like the Bible talks about. He isn't considering his wife or dwelling with his wife or even having sex with his wife. Okay. Well, well he's gone off right. the deep end. Okay. Right. Spiritually in my book that it's just like, if I were this wife, I'd be like, well, yes, you do have someone you could turn to. It is a biblical principle and he won't like it much because he's going to have egg on his face <laughs> because this is ridiculous that a it's first of all, she had said that he's had episodes it's not like two years yes or no for the past few years few years few years okay he's had these episodes that it's just like what does he have tourettes (laughs) you know i mean i'm a little confused here because it's one thing if if we screw up and then we become repentant and we try and get a, a hold on this but the man's not repentant. He's remorseful. They're not the same. Remorseful is, ow, shoot, I got caught. Okay. Repentant is, I'm going to change. The right. man's not changing. But if this wife does what the Bible says, a change will take place. But I don't know that she's bold enough to do it. That's okay. the bottom line. Which means that she should what? She should go to a brother in, in the church. Okay, that's the Matthew 18 principle. But, you know, she's protecting this man's sin and she's doing it at the cost of her marriage because of shame. And it's just like she shouldn't be she shouldn't feel shame. She shouldn't feel guilt. Well, obviously, if if she's not going to go seek counsel because of shame, biblical counsel, biblical counsel, then she's she has what she wants. She Well, she's enabling him if she doesn't go. Because here's what the Bible says. Every wife has this, these verses in her Bible. Every wife. God put it there because he knew, he knew that, yes, the husband's the head of the home. But great, that's the authority in the marriage. But when the marriage isn't right, there's another authority that we as believers have. Okay? And it's, and God set it up in Matthew 18. It says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Okay. I would imagine, I would imagine she has probably said, this has got to stop. Okay. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. But then he goes back to it. At that point, your wife would be shutting down the love shack. It's just like, this is not happening anymore (laughs) until this gets taken care of because this is unacceptable behavior. I will not allow it in my marriage. Okay. And then he's like, okay, okay, okay. And he goes right back to his lustful thoughts. And he has sex with Pebbles again when he's having sex with his wife. Then I would go to, here's what I would do. I would go to, if he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, like this man, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Okay. So I would go take some of his buddies because they're strong believers. This is her words. Strong believers active in the church. Right. I would go to whatever ministry he's involved in. I would let my husband know, okay, 
You didn't hear me the first time or the second time. So this is what I need to do to make sure our marriage stays grounded in God's word. This is God's word. This is not man's opinion of what she should be doing. Well, and here's what's interesting. I mean, you sound you sound pretty bold and adamant right now. Absolutely. Which which is, you know, what I like about This is about, a righteous thing to I, do. I understand. I understand. But a lot of gals are afraid to be that bold and adamant about something like this. But they need to be because this protects their marriage. This protects what God has set up. You know, I mean. Well, see, I get both sides of the story from wives, from emails and from messages. I get how, you know, he's trampling all over her heart and how I can't submit to him. And and biblical submission is just a joke. It's not my personality. I'm not going to do it. But they all forget that God has placed in his word a protective covering over the wife. And it's right here in Matthew 18. It's right there. That it's just like, are they going to be obedient enough to God's word to put this into practice? Because if they're not, they're just going to keep enabling their husband's sin and they will never have the type of marriage that God intended. It won't happen. Right. Someone has to wake this man up. Someone has to hold this man accountable. And some someone might have to take this man out of ministry because his first ministry is his marriage. It's not the greeting ministry or children's ministry or wherever they're serving in at their church right now, because this man has lost sight of his first love. And his first love is Jesus Christ. Because if you're committed to Jesus Christ, following Jesus Christ, being obedient to Jesus Christ, you're going to take every thought captive. You're going to make sure that those lustful thoughts that come in, that you have enough, you're walking enough with the spirit of God. So you have self-control. This man is just like running a a lawnmower through his marriage bed. Self-control is, is the key right there. Yes. And how many times do we hear husbands pull all sorts of garbage you know, because they can. Right. Okay. They can get away with it. You know, it, I mean, let's, let's look to, to the extreme where, where they're abusing, physically abusing their wife, yet they don't go to work and slap their boss, right? Right. They can control themselves. But the fact is, is that they can get away with it at home. Because she allows it. Right. And I would put my foot down. She, she has biblical recourse to put her foot down Every wife does when you look at the Matthew 18 principle. If you go to your husband and say, hey, I'm not okay with this. This offended me. This is not, you know, you're trampling all over my heart, whatever it is. And he's like, wah, wah, too bad, so sad. Okay, he's not hearing his wife and he professes to be a believer. Then you go to the one or two brothers in the Lord. And if he still doesn't respond to them, then you go to the church. And the fact that this man is serving in the church is almost an abomination to me as a wife. You know, how many times have we seen servants in the church, you know, people who are involved in ministry pulling all sorts of garbage at home and and no one's calling them on it? Right. Oh, I, I see it often and it grieves my heart because what what's happening is they're tearing down their marriage and they have all these other little kids in the home that go to church every single Sunday and then they see how mom and dad are throughout the rest of the week. And it's just it's just outright hypocrisy to where those kids are not going to want to follow Jesus or they're not going to want to get married and do life and marriage the way God intended because of how the couple acted in the home. Okay, so she does have, 
she does have recourse. She feels that they can't, she can't go anyone to anyone to talk about this. It's just like, that's not true. You can. But will you be bold enough to stand up for your marriage? It doesn't matter if your husband doesn't like it or not. Well, it almost seems like it's more important what people think about her or their marriage than to actually fix it. Right. Right. And I don't, I don't roll that way. I just don't. I don't wear a mask. What you see is what you get. A lot of people don't like what they see. I like what I see. <laughs> okay, but the mask destroys you. It's like a mask. It's a, it's a demonic mask that people wear as they're, as they're pretending to be Christ followers. Because God's like, are you going to please me or are you going to please man? You have a choice. Well, and pleasing man means pleasing yourself as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So... You know, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of verses that I could give her that that she could give to her husband. But I don't know that the husband's repentant because this is not just a one-time deal. Okay? Right. You know, for me, it's just like, hey, hun, come listen to this podcast. I, I would try that. <laughs> okay? I would try that because he needs to be called out. This This is not just... My husband left his socks on the floor right next to the hamper and he does that every single day. Or I asked him to take out the trash and he doesn't take it out. It, this is beyond that. This is, this is so damaging to the marriage that it's like he's invited another woman into the marriage well, bed. Well, I don't know. I don't know how, how she or they can recover. I mean, I, I understand that. Christ. I understand that. I understand that. But still in the back of your mind... You'd, you'd just be thinking, what is he what is he thinking right now? Well, I think it's probably the same of how to how to recover from an emotional affair because that's what he's having, you know, or how to recover from a physical affair. Some people do recover from that. Your wife wouldn't, you know. Right. Um, but there's a difference between confronting the issue and reconciling the issue, you know. They're not at that stage for reconciliation because the trust has been broken. Trust has to be rebuilt, but the man has to be repentant. Well, because this goes this goes deeper than him just keeping his mouth shut. Right. I mean, that's the first thing he should do, well, obviously. And my other thought is this this other woman that I've dubbed as Pebbles, does she go to the church? Does she attend the church? Because if that were the case and I'm going to and I'm going to keep working on this marriage with you, there ain't no chance that this woman will be going to church with Pebbles. There, there's no way because right. every single day, every single Sunday I show up or every single Wednesday night I show up or I show up at Bible study and Pebbles is leading the Bible study. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, my wife just screamed out your name when we had sex last night. My husband. Or my husband right. just screamed out. You know, that it's just like there's certain things that you have to do to protect your marriage. Has this man gone too far? Perhaps. Um, but she, she has to go. She's got to confront him again and say... We're done here with with this behavior, okay? And I need to go take it to a brother in the Lord because you need help and you need accountability. And I'm not going to be your accountability partner as you're thinking about pebbles when you're having sex with me. I can't be that person. You, you need to have a brother in the Lord that you deal with this with, okay? Right, right. Well, and... You know what? I I mean, sin is so watered down that, oh, it's not a big deal anymore. I mean, where is the fear of God in people? And, 
you know, and I don't want to just be preaching out there, but it's something that we have to remind ourselves every single day is that who is God? Who am I? And, and I'm, am I really, I mean, is sin really a big deal? It's a big deal to God. So big that he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. Right. You know, I mean, we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. When, when we got saved, we had the indwelling of the Holy Spirit come upon us. But every single day we need to ask the Lord to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Every single day we have to make the choice to walk in the Spirit. Because the word says, Galatians 5, 16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's got to learn how to do that. You know, can the marriage recover? Yes, because she could also learn how to walk in the spirit in this. But he has to be a willing participant well, to say. The, yeah, right. The question is, how important is it right. to him? And if it's not very important, then that tells you where his walk is. Right, right. And if that's the case, and if they, if she brought this to the church, the church would not have him serve in ministry. Oh, they no, shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. Okay, I won't say they won't, but they shouldn't. Yes. Okay, so, I mean, that's that's something else. You know, make sure that you're going to a church that has strong leadership and, and one that will practice biblical discipline. Yeah, so I, my prayer for this wife is that, that she's bold enough to go to the proper authority, which is, you know, that one or two brother in the Lord and then the church, if this doesn't get you know, taken care of, but she can't, she can't stay on the same path. Obviously she sent me the letter and she, you know, I, I always get letters like this because people won't go face to face to someone in the church to say what's really going on. You know, I mean, obviously God is using this ministry because it gives women a chance and men, some men will write in, but predominantly women a chance to kind of share what's taken place in their marriage because they almost feel I think sometimes a Christian wife might feel like um, she's left on a deserted island and her husband could do whatever he can or whatever he wants, and there's no protection or recourse for his actions. But there is. The Bible gives it. Right. And, and there is a protective covering from God Almighty. And if only the wives would be bold enough to say, we ain't going to take it anymore. What's that song? It's like my favorite song, <laughs> Twisted Sister. <laughs> Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. That's my theme song. You know, but... When she's doing what is biblically right, God will honor that, okay? And she's got to hold fast to that. So those are my thoughts. They're great thoughts. Okay. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com. Until next time, embrace your choice.